every time my wife and I are watching TV, we're scrolling down and I'm like, there, Ghostbusters. Yeah, let's watch that. And she's like, there are movies made after 2000. What? That is a quote from my wife. And I'm like, yeah, but no good ones. <laughs> right. Oh, man, no, I'm man. Heart. Thank like, God you came on the show. <laughs> Thank you. You know, and I was like, you got to listen to this podcast. And when I called Chad, I'm like, this was made for me because everything you guys talk about just brings me to a place that just brings up good memories. You know, whether it's music you're talking about or movies or whatever. So I was just really happy that you guys invited me to be on the show podcast oh man i love it thanks man you're 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 hired less than two thousand the podcast this is a man who knows the 80s the 90s and how to be dope and he's got a good he's got a good topic it's expanding our, our range here but why don't we talk about how we should introduce our guest today no that's true we've been talking long enough and we don't even nobody actually knows who we're talking about how do we introduce you? My name's Colby Coash. That's just it. There's That's it. There's All right, everyone. This title. is uh, yeah. Thanks, Colby Coash. Rumor Welcome. has it uh, you're a senator. I used to be, mm-hmm. but you keep you keep that title forever, so we could call you Senator. Is yeah, that, is that right? We so, could well, Senator Coash. Or? I earned that title. I worked yeah. really hard for it, so I don't mind people calling me that. But it's not part of my life anymore. I still get to stay engaged with it and. Uh, pay attention to it, work in it from time to time. Now I'm actually getting paid, so I appreciate nice. that. And, oh, that's always nice. But I, you know, when I'm not doing that, I like to work with Chad. And so, in addition to that, you've also worked with me on like four or five different movie projects. Yep. Every time I turn up, if Chad Bischoff is on the call sheet, I know it's going to be a quality project. So, well, that's a lie. But <laughs> I, I do want to say though, what's great about this is somehow I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, here we go. We're shooting again. Here comes Senator. You know, Coash on the movie. You were in everything that comes to town, and I find that I find that awesome. And it's always fun working with you. It's always fun seeing you. Tell us what the topic is today. I'm excited to branch out from just movies and TV and music and video games is what we've pretty much done so yeah. far. So we're, we're expanding our horizons today. So as I was listening to your podcast, I was running down, and all these memories come come by, and I I sent a message to Chad, and I said. What you really ought to talk, one of the things you could talk about is, is toys. Like when I think about my childhood in the 80s as a, you know, as a kid, a lot of my memories are tied to what I was playing with, how I was playing with them, how they tied into the movies. And that was a lot of what I thought about when you guys were talking about movies. I'm thinking about the toys that I was playing with as it relates to those movies. And so that's what I, I thought about. You know, I was a Star Wars. That was my that was my jam. Yeah, who wasn't? Right? You know, my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Back in the back in the late 70s and 80s though, every kid was into oh, Star Wars. It was it was my thing. And yeah. so collecting them, but I actually played with them. Mm-hmm. Right? I was not and wouldn't consider myself a toy collector by any means. I played with them. And luckily enough, at least with Star Wars, I kept them. Or my at the time, my parents kept them. And then, you know, when you're like, I don't know. For me, it was like I was like 28, and I had bought my first house. I was married. And here comes my dad with a pickup. Yeah. And he said, here. <laughs> you got your own house. You yeah. keep this crap. <laughs> Get this crap out of my basement <laughs> and, or attic. And it was a couple of big boxes of action figures and toys. And they were pretty much just like I left them as a 12-year-old. Not 12, probably 9 
you know, grade school kid, like dumped him in there. No, it's okay if you want to go at twelve. Yeah, I know. I was junior high still playing. Was I still playing with action figures? You're playing with dolls at like fourteen. You know, right? They're not dolls, mom. They're action figures. Exactly. That was a big thing in the seventies. Like boys didn't want to have dolls. Like right. You know, back at back at back in the day, I've seen pictures of like old GI Joe. They did not have the kung fu grip and like the opposable arms, and they were big. You know, and and that was just it. Like. They needed something to appeal to boys, and so it became like smaller and 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 opposable rather than like a stuffed animal. I mean, they almost kind of looked like big stuffed dolls back in the day. They they did, and I was the whole gamut. I mean, I had the big ones, the small ones, but Star Wars was kind of my thing. But I did dabble in uh, GI Joe. Oh yeah, and I experimented a little bit with He Man. You no, know, <laughs> see, I was I was a He Man guy, He Man and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course. Yep. Well, he, he the Masters of the Universe, the He Man collection is like those are some of my earliest memories are mm-hmm. playing with those toys and watching that cartoon. I mean, this is early '80s kid heaven with you know. Uh, do, do anybody remember what the name of the animal was? The 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 Beast. tiger. Oh. uh Cat, something cat. Okay. Well, Battle cat. Battle cat. There there is. Battle there cat. Is. There it is. We knew we'd get there. And, and I knew it. And, and He-Man was just like, when you're a little boy, you just that's exactly what you want to be. Like, we grew up with Hulk Hogan and stuff. So yep. it's just these ripped, roided monsters. And He-Man was like, well, first of all, his name was Adam. And so, like, I totally thought... You know, I I'm He Man. I am the master of the universe. I can picture that. And the, <laughs> I was drawn to the the more obscure He Man characters, like Skunkor. Oh my god! <laughs> he was yes. like this skunk guy, and his power was like he would spray like a really bad smelling thing. Amazing. But I was always. I mean, I want that power. Oh wait, I might already have that power. <laughs> I love the, but I love those toys, and they just they kind of take me back. And so it's been kind of cool now that I'm a dad, got an 11 year old. He started to watch the movies. I'm like, you want to see Job of the Hut? Look at this. And so nice. he kind of sees them in a in a different way. But it's been really cool. And I've just um, I don't seek out the toys, but it's kind of got a resurgence right now. No, that's great. And, that, and that's one of the things we always like talking about in the show because it's not just about you know the fun, and it's not just about celebrating the stuff that we love or picking at the things we hated. There's a real set sentiment to to the stuff you grow up with. I really think that when you're growing up and you're a kid into your early 20s, that's what like cements everything. And so you, you talk about the toys. A lot of people, especially men, I think, are kind of like nobody wants to get together and talk about toys. What toys did you play with? And when you hit us up, I'm like, these are action figures that defined us as a generation. And they were incredible. And so it's fun. It brings back so many memories and so many things to talk about. And so it's, and it's I great. play I played with them. Yeah. You know, and I look at the way my eleven year old plays now. He doesn't play in the same way I played. I mean, everything that he does is very electronic, very you know, sure. he might, you know, he, he has like apps and things like that. And so it was much more hands on. I mean, back in the mid eighties you you grabbed something and you, and you made it sure and, and you collected them and you traded with your friends and and it, it was a lot of fun so here's my question for you guys when you played with these toys did you reenact things that you saw 
or did you more like create your own world within the toys? For me, I have it was a the very latter. specific opinion on how toys should be played with. At least I did. For, for, when it, I was depend, a kid. it depends on the toy, first of all. Like if it was Ghostbusters figurines, I would reenact stuff that I saw in the movie or the cartoon because the cartoon was great. The cartoon was awesome. And, and but when it came to like He Man and especially like the little green men, the little green military guys. Like that was all in my head. I mean, it was it was you're creating scenarios and you're just imagining the backstory between uh, you know the characters and and the fight or it's you know almost always fighting, and and so yeah, I, I just kind of created a universe in my head, probably based off things I had seen on on the He Man show, but just and it what really strikes me before Chad answers that is that the power of the child's imagination. Like, seriously, if we were sitting here with two action figures right now and no one was around, there's no way we'd be sitting here for half an hour developing, like, this backstory and this awesome action scene and whatever our imagination is doing. That's stuff that, like, fades away as you get older. Like, the world beats you down. Reality sets in and you got to come up with money and you got to, you know, go to school, go to work. And, and, and it beats that imagination out of you. But it just really shocks me. Uh, when you really sit down and think about it, how vivid child's imaginations are. No, absolutely. But that, that brings me, you know, you talk about apps. Are, are kids using their their imagination today like they used to? I mean, how? Because when we had this stuff, we physically could touch it. We could build it. We could play with it. We could set it up. And I'll tell you what, what I did with mine next. But seriously, like what, what are they doing? How are they expressing themselves? Well, it's all internal, I think, for kids now, right? Like okay. they're creating it in their mind and they're putting it on a screen. Hmm. Whereas we created it in our mind and we put it on our bedroom floor, you know, and that's that's kind of what I did. What did you do? I'm really glad you said that. Because I found the notion of playing with action figures. I had a lot of them. I mean, like I said, I mean, I had an army of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, and all kinds of stuff. The act of physically playing with them, I couldn't do. I was the kid who took and I had a, I had a whole mantle, like a, a, a whole shelf by my window, and I would stage elaborate scenes from start to finish as if I was painting a, a, a frame of a movie that I want to make. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as my dad brought home our first camera when we were like 89 or 90, I started doing stop animation where I would make the action figures come alive and attack each other. That was the only way I felt I knew how to play with toys, with like, action figures. That's awesome. Now, did you recreate like... An episode, or did you all in my your own? All in my head. So all original. New, new stories. Yeah, all new all stories. new stories. All new everything. I mean, rudimentary. Let's, yeah. Let, I don't want people to think that I was doing something like super genius well, you're and eight amazing. Or nine. I, exactly. I was, so I was making a move and just like attack each other. And I mean, you know, I learned how to do the stop animation on stop the camera. motion animation. Yeah. By by just letting it play for half a second, turning it off, turning it on, turning it yeah. off. Like like old school well, filmmaking, like yeah. King Kong or whatever. Yeah. Now. Please, please tell me you still have some of those videos. Please tell me we can put something on, on social for this. I do. Oh, oh yes! yes! All of them. All of them. You have the VHS I cassettes? have the VHS, and I not only do I have the VHS tapes, I've actually recently converted all of said VHS tapes to digital files. 
ready to upload. Well, look out. And That's this wasn't be... planned. I don't want people, people are going to hear that and go, yeah, okay, he asked the question, but he already knew the answer. No, you. I never You're told ready. you this. No, you never told me that. I literally just did this like maybe four or five months ago. Wow. That's amazing. I cannot wait to see that. That's that's going to be our most popular social media ever, I think. Like, that's going to be awesome. It what? sounds way cooler talking about it than, than, than what it'll look what like. What kind of toys are we talking here? What was the brand? Or was Teenage it? Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Yeah. TNMT. You had yeah, them all, right? I had them all. That's awesome. A little earlier than that with G.I. Joe, the thing that I loved about later the Turtles and before that G.I. Joe was the fact that they all had their own story behind them. Sure. Like, that was... And like I, you, you always gravitate toward. You ask a teenage mutant ninja turtle kid who is your favorite turtle, they will say Donatello. They always, they always have one, mm-hmm. right? And why you chose that one out of the other four? You know what? Leonardo was just sort of had a had a thumb up his butt. <laughs> he was the leader. Raphael was too angry for me. Yeah, he was the Donatello outsider. had that really cool staff and just you know you could hit people from farther away. I mean, you wasn't know, Michelangelo kind of the, the, party the class dude. clown? Yeah, yeah, he was the yeah, class yeah, clown. Yeah, and that's who I was. I was going to say that's Adam. Yeah, that, that was definitely right. Well, I find I find it funny that you you like Don and Tello the most because I always viewed Don and Tello as like the Egon of the group. Like at least on the cartoon, he was always like fixing the car, and he was like in the, in the new new movies, he's like a nerd. I think he's got glasses and stuff. Uh, by the way, I did watch one of those, and it was just, oh, my God, I can't believe it. What a disappointment. You know, Megan Fox was not April O'Neil. Like, where was the red hair? She wore a yellow jacket, but where's the <laughs> yeah. full-on yellow jumpsuit? Just because you have the yellow jacket doesn't mean <laughs> no. that you become... No, where's the red hair? Where's everything else? Uh, Will Arnett wasn't even good in it. But oh, let me ask you a question about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. As an older person, just, you know, five, ten years older than us or whatever, you outgrew stuff... Uh, that we were still into. Right. Now, I'll tell you, when I got into high school and stuff, I thought Power Rangers were the dumbest shit there were. You know, Power Rangers, Barney, all of that. A Pokemon. I never got into it because we were, like, too old for it. Dragon Ball Z. Never got into it. So Yeah, but those were really action figures. I mean, like, already oh. the stuff that you're going to was stupid as shit. Uh, Power Rangers were action figures. Well, they? Oh, they were fine, yeah. but you know, Pokemon Old and all cards. the other stuff. Yeah, well, that's not an action figure. Uh, like, Pokemon was kind of the transition, right? Mm-hmm. Between what we all remember playing with, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden became this different, you know, realm where it became cards, and now it's all digital. But nothing's new. This is what I've noticed, right? As like a uh, now a parent of a kid who's playing with toys, mm-hmm. like course he's into superheroes he loves all the the marvel sure. and, and you know he's very gravitated towards the action i can get of, behind that of all those of all those things and yeah. so now i'm sitting there going and i'm looking at um daredevil right and i and i was and for some reason i was looking at teenage mutant ninja turtles there's a connection did you know that no is there i didn't know there that. is a so um the who was the, the splinter mm-hmm. right is the same as uh, the mentor in Daredevil, hmm. and the okay. So who are the bad guys? In the the, the, the hand clan. the the foot, the, clan, the, foot right? the foot clan yeah, right? The foot clan. You I like the hand clan. The, the, <laughs> it was the foot, right? It was the foot. Yeah, it was, it was the soldiers. Yeah, yeah. the bad guys in Daredevil. Yep. The hand. No way. See, I don't know there anything about Daredevil because wasn't that with Ben Affleck? Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the bad version. I can't do it. the new the new Marvel uh, or the the Netflix series uh, Daredevil. If you go look into the background of that, there is 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ripped off Daredevil. Hmm. Right? So Daredevil... I vaguely remember this. Daredevil's mentor is is, um, uh, like this mystic, uses a staff. That became Splinter. Okay. Like Hmm. coming out of the sewer with, the you know, all that kind of thing. It was all tied to there's this big connection so, so it's all coming around and so nothing's original cool everything's recycled and just borrowed Absolutely. but back to the question about like when you were in high school and tur- turtles were a little later you know they were yeah, like I late didn't, 80s I early didn't buy turtles. did you think it was stupid gym. like were you like these kids and their teenage mutant ninja turtles it's so stupid like like how i felt about i, I kind of remember I, I remember seeing them i was like well, that's clever i mean <laughs> that says no that says it all I liked that's it. clever <laughs> I, you know i was like like if I, I remember maybe thinking, you know, if I was five years younger, that'd be I'd be into this. I like I knew that the the nine year old Colby would have liked it. Sure. Okay, well that, okay. that that's that cool. That's sense. that's a good self awareness. You you weren't just hating like Adam was. Well, what about what you about know? what about how about Ghostbusters? Because Ghostbusters the movie came out in eighty four. Yeah, that's my I mean, thing. Just Ghostbusters I- is my. F- that's my go-to 80s. Absolutely. Like, I can't not watch it. If it's on, I watch it. You're right. Every time. And you I can't skip past it. Every single can't. person in this room would that. agree that that's just all-time classic, top five comedies of all time, I'm sure. One of those you cannot stop. So, when the action figures came out a little later, because it got really commercialized yep. uh, with all the different kinds of toys, action figures included... Now you would have been a little old for yeah, those as school. well. I don't remember that. Yeah, you I don't? don't remember the action figures comics. Oh, they were See, so actually, great. I don't either. Oh man, they were they were they were great. They I I I know we played Chad and I played Ghostbusters probably with my toys. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely your toys. And, and, but but you know just the scenarios you could put everybody. You we knew the, that movie beat by beat. Mm-hmm. You could recreate the whole dang thing with the action figures, and and it was just. Just so much fun, and you had you know those Slimer guy, and and you could do different things that they sold. They sold slime. If anybody yep. remembers that, that in little cans. That I remember. <laughs> you could ruin your toys by putting sli- uh, slime all over. It. But yeah, I was I was wondering like because you loved the movie, you were in yeah. the right age for the movie in eighty four. But by like eighty eight, when the faction figures are coming out, eighty nine. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't into that. But you know, talking about toys though, there's action figures, but. I was also I also gravitated towards and I don't know what the term for this is but like I wanted to reenact and be the Ghostbuster yeah. or be He-Man. Oh, yeah. So my thing was like if I, I remember vividly getting the He-Man like kit which was a, a shield costume. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't the full thing. It was just a shield and a sword. Uh-huh. And then I could be He-Man. That's awesome. And then, yeah. you know, they didn't really have that for G.I. Joe. They really didn't have that for Star Wars. But when Ghostbusters came out, they didn't really have that either. So I'm out there. I'm building. Oh, oh no. I don't remember that. I had, the thought. But I'm sorry to cut you off. I had the full-on proton, proton pack. pack and the trap and all of that stuff. I had that really the whole lit up and made thing. the sound and, and the little PKE meter mm-hmm. uh, and the ghost okay, detector. But, so here's the deal. You guys grew up. In Here. the right time, we grew but, up. But you grew <laughs> up in the eighties. But you grew up in a community where you could go to a place to get that stuff. Yeah, Toys R Us. I KB grew up Toys. in yeah. a small town where I was four hours away oh. from any Toys R Us. So we built them. I built oh, my own proton cool. packs. Took my own <laughs> backpacks. <laughs> okay, and now that's dope. You, you built a hoverboard. I remember you built. I did. You built a hoverboard. I did build a hoverboard. So I kind of grab. I mean, I went back and forth between like, may, you know, playing with the action figures, but like wanting to be them. Yeah. So. The play that I was doing kind of moved from 
you know, the, the micro world of the small action figures to, okay, now I'm going to be He-Man sure. and you're going to be uh, Man-at-Arms right. and we're going to reenact this with, you know, the neighborhood kids. and Instead sure. of playing the, the God view of, like, overlooking everything yeah. and pulling the strings, you were first-person, you know, star of your exactly. own Exactly, and I did both, like, with it, vigor. Like, I was all in. Like, absolutely. I wanted... It was really disappointing to me. I just remember the He-Man, like having the she- the shield and the sword, but I didn't have like the the, the thing that goes the, over the his chest and, yeah. and the cod piece. Let's the face cod- it, <laughs> 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 Colby running around with a little sheet between his legs and the little yep. strap across his well, chest. It just wasn't enough. <laughs> so like, okay, well, and probably your mother probably would have said that's not enough. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. And, and you should be happy there aren't photographs of that uh, of you in a, in a oh, blue cod piece <laughs> with a sword and a shield. <laughs> I'm He Man. <laughs> like all oh, that haircut. I'm a senator. I miss that. That's one of the things I really truly miss about culture today. And I do admit that it's more realistic and that there's you know shades of gray and nobody's really good and there's anti heroes and stuff. Like I appreciate that, but I do also miss. And I think it'd be good for kids to have the pure black and white to be. To me, the, the greatest hero in the history of cinema is Luke Skywalker. I mean, he, he, he faced down the evil of his father no matter what. He wanted to find the good in his dad. He would not strike him down even if it meant he was going to die. You know, he had him on the ropes. He was about ready to do it. And he realized, oh, my God, the emperor is winning. And he redeems Space Hitler. To me, just the purity of a character who's pure good we, we just don't seem to have that anymore. And, no. and, and, and I, I miss that. And I wish kids could enjoy that. Maybe at the time, the people who were making those things felt like it, kids couldn't handle anything other than that. But I agree with you. I, you know, the, the simpleness, the purity of it made, made all the difference to me as, as a kid because it just, it, you know, it helped point my compass. You know, it's like, do you want to be like him? Yeah, you want to be like Skeletor. Right. Yeah. You know, I'll, you, I'll be the hero. <laughs> yeah, you know, but somebody, oh, you know, when you're playing though, somebody's got to be the bad guy. You can't have one without the other. And I was just as happy to get a bad guy, you know, the jab of the hut, you know, because yeah. you've got to have somebody to, to battle. But I was kind of like you, Chad. Like I was more about setting it up. I wasn't as creative to like create my own stories. I wanted to see how close I could get to what I had seen in the cartoon or in, in the movie. And then... You know, my best friend in the world, we'd play together, and he'd bring his G.I. Joe to my Star Wars party uh-huh. <laughs> and cross-pollinate. Yeah. And that, and he was creative like that. Like, it didn't bother him to have, you know, Duke fighting it out with Luke Skywalker. Sure. And you're over in the side going, that's not right. And this is not accurate. It didn't fit with me. And then, oh. you know, I, I grew up with sisters, and of course, you know, Barbie doesn't play. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, you walk in the room with and Barbie Joe. is playing with you know Luke Skywalker and you're like no 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 it, I've lost my mind over there. <laughs> That's like funny. I like it it bothered me That's like funny. like I couldn't even when I was a little kid like I would store my Star Wars toys separate from you know even if it was just like half of the toy box like this is where the Star Wars are. like they don't play together for me it was kind of like you know it, it just depends it, like, there there could be the crossover was fun because it was like. See, even in those cartoons, sometimes there were like guest episodes. Like suddenly, 
you, you, you know, uh, certain characters from another show would show up on your Saturday morning cartoon. You're like, wow, suddenly Optimus Prime is in G.I. Joe no, or something could, like could that. Handle, we didn't talk about Star, uh, Transformers. <laughs> it's pretty weird. By the way. But, but, you know, Transformers and Voltron, they could play together. No, they were close no, enough. they cannot. <laughs> they were close. You can't throw Ghostbusters in there, but maybe Ghostbusters and G.I. Joe could work together. No, <laughs> he's he's firm on this. He's he twitching. Is, he's I, firm. He, he's yes. a middle-aged man, yeah. and he's still like over oh, yeah, here like, twitching. Oh, this. No. oh my god, this is everything that's wrong in the world. <laughs> I catch my son doing it. Like he'll do that with his version of whatever it is. I'm like, you're having fun wrong. <laughs> Sometimes the issue is you don't have enough toys of the same kind. If you don't have enough Transformers to just have a Transformers party, you've got to combine them. Because I didn't get every toy under the sun. Well, that's you know? having fun wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, yes. What? Your parents clearly didn't love you enough. <laughs> I... Let's talk about Transformers because they were uh, talk about an amazing toy. I mean, oh for sure, they could be a vehicle or a robot, a sentient robot. Yeah, and, and they made the sound, and you had the good robots versus the bad robot, the Decepticons, and and could those be the best toys from our generation? Period? Absolutely, and mm-hmm. it's coming back too. That's the other thing. Like, like I remember the toys mm-hmm. and having Optimus Prime was like if you had that. That was kind of I don't know for you guys, but that was like the Millennium Falcon. Like if yeah. you if you oh, were a yeah. kid on the block that had Optimus Prime or the Millennium Falcon, you were you had the best. Yeah, right? God tier. You know, but like yeah, Transformers was it was fun. What do you say? Well, because it's mean? just it's a badass concept in general. Yeah. And I love the morphing aspect. I yes. Mean, yeah. Who doesn't want to morph into something totally different? It's one thing to have superpowers. It's one thing to be, you know, like take off your glasses and suddenly you can fly because you're Superman. But like morphing into something totally different—that's amazing. Yeah. And, and I mean, because it gave you that it just just from a, a, a standpoint of, of of doing something, you could. It's kind of like a puzzle. You could put it together and take it apart. You could. It, it was like a, a a toy, like a car. You know, like a a, a Hot Wheels car. Or but whatever. it went from vehicles, and then they started getting real cute and saying, "Well, we're not just gonna make vehicles." Mm-hmm. Like, remember the dude that was a boombox? That was my. I was just about <laughs> to get it, and I had that, and it was an actual boombox. It was, and then the tape came out, and it was like a little vulture. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was awesome. <laughs> it was, yeah. I think a couple of the. You know, I first of all, there were such great characters on that. You know. Um, Megatron was an amazing yep. villain. He was a Sky gun, scream. right? Huh? Megatron was a gun. Right? He was a gun. He, he turned into a gun. A gun. Yep, he, he didn't have the best design. I didn't really care for his just all gray and the weird he- helmet head. But I mean, you had Sky Scream. You had the guy that turned into the, the boombox who was like the right-hand man of mm-hmm. Megatron. I can't remember his name. But he turned into the boombox. And he was like, you just liked him because he was so loyal. He was like, there's always that bad guy in movies that's like, you kind of respect a little bit because he's just, he's like the lackey of the main guy, but he's just, he's loyal to the cause and he he, he stands up for what he believes in. It's wrong, but you like respect him and you kind of like want him to come over to the good guy side or whatever. Totally. Yeah. There's a character like that in G.I. Joe too. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about where I think the majority of what we're talking about started and it was Star Wars. Yeah. We were, when we were talking about the chicken and the egg debate when it comes to what came first, the show or the toys with with Transformers, I mean, Star Wars was developed with toys in mind. Certainly after New Hope. New Hope was probably kind of a standalone movie, but after that it became 
it became pure marketing. It, I mean, it was, it was Ewoks, 100%. For it was 100% a standalone movie. It just became so popular. They were like, we can go anywhere we want with this. Yeah, but they, they specifically started designing characters and stuff to sell toys. Well, and geniuses for doing so. This is bringing back so many memories. I just I remember the feeling of what it was like to play with these toys. And just, it, again, it just blows my mind, like, the power of the imagination. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're inanimate objects. And, and we created, Chad made these elaborate action scenes out of it. You know, you became He-Man and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we, we'd play through these things and, and you have nothing but a couple pieces of plastic and you could keep yourself entertained for hours. I don't think kids that grow up with cell phones and tablets as their primary form of entertainment have that same experience. Well, only time will tell. But I mean, you think about Chad, you know, playing with those toys and then, you know, setting them up had to be influential on your on your career totally you know it had to put you on a path to do that yeah so i mean i was a horrible i mean i couldn't draw from to save my life i mean gun to my head i'd be that i'd be dead but you know i would i would still draw i would i would build these scenes out and i mean my mom would give me some yarn and tape and all of a sudden i'm i'm crafting something and these are things that you just don't see today you know you see parents handing their kids cell phones and and they want them i mean they're like please give me the phone i want to play with an app and a game and i mean you know we would have too had we been that age but you know i I still think there's something blocking when you don't get to play with your hands and physically get into the headspace of something you're making it's the difference of having everything just just shown to you and forced at you and you're passive rather than active and you're 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 creating things with your mind in real time yeah I, and making them come to life i don't know i of course we're all biased because of our ages and our own upbringings but mm-hmm. i think we're better for it I oh mean, totally no no we are way better for it <laughs> there's no bias there well, can't you tell how well adjusted the three of us are <laughs> yes everybody yeah you guys have a title and i don't <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, know, you for doing this show. This, uh, you know, we all have lives, we all have families, and you know, sometimes just good to think about the times when you didn't have to worry about the mortgage. That's what your your podcast does. That's why I love it. I'm happy to be on here contributing to the conversation. Mm-hmm.